Okay, oh, yeah. cool. We're recording. Welcome to the Argument Podcast. This week I have Zane Dean on. He's from Adelaide and he writes for Glam Adelaide, a magazine about what's happening in the city. And he's also heavily involved in Fresh 92.7. So what's doing, man? Not much, man. Um, I'm literally just sitting in my room procrastinating cleaning it because I'm on <laughs> holidays and have nothing to do today. It's great. Um, yeah, I just fucking did a quick clean before. Like, I just got a little, I've got a Swiffer. I pretty much yeah. just run that over and then just sit back. <laughs> nice. Good work. Good work. So, dude, let us know about um, Glam Adelaide and the magazine and what you do there. All right. So, basically, it's. Um, it's just this magazine that basically, you know, talks about what's happening in the city uh, and that kind of thing, you know, events that are on and concerts that are on. And uh, it's managed to build an okay readership to the point where we actually score some pretty, like, decent interviews and stuff. And so I kind of just, I literally fell into writing for them, actually. It was quite a weird story. Uh, this dude who was the year above me in my degree, I'm studying a media degree at University of Adelaide, right? Mm. And I just, out of nowhere, started this kind of Tumblr. Tumblr. (laughs) I basically just used it to talk about music because I thought all my mates were sick of me posting songs on Facebook and talking about it. So I thought, I'll move it. And then this dude, the year above me, who worked for Glam Adelaide, actually noticed it and uh, just started sending me a message like, dude, do you want to go and review this, uh, like, thing that's on in the city um, and write up a review for it sort of on behalf of us? And so I did it, and it was kind of like a test run and they really liked it. The um, editor really liked it. And so they started getting me on to um, review and do a bunch of interviews and write a bunch of stuff for them. So it's really cool. Awesome. So who's the biggest, like, who are some of the heavy hitters you've interviewed? Uh, heavy hitter, probably the biggest one I think was actually Charlotte Dawson. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, How'd that, that go down? It was really good, but I was shitting myself. I was absolutely touching cloth because it was the first in-person interview that I'd ever done. Oh, okay, yeah. So I had done interviews over the phone before, but um, this was the first one where I actually had to like meet them somewhere. And so what's she like? Because I've never had a good opinion of her. I thought she was lovely. I wasn't yeah. sure what to expect because, you know, you see her on the shows and you hear some things about her and you wonder whether she's going to be a bit difficult. But she was actually... Really nice, much nicer than I was expecting um, to the point where after the interview was done, she found my Twitter account of her own accord and sent me a really nice message saying that she thought I was great. So that was actually really nice and really encouraging. So I just sat down and talked to her about like um, they were doing promo for Australia's Next Top Model or something. Mm -hmm. I just sat down and talked to her about that Um, as well as one of the other judges as well that was on the show. Who's that? Alex Perry? Uh, no, it was uh, the American guy, Didier Cohen, who they brought. Ah, yeah, what is that guy's go? Who is he? <laughs> he's, oh, to be honest, I'm not sure. He's American <laughs> and he's a model and apparently knows a lot. Because um... <laughs> he's super attractive. Like he's, so, like he's one of those dudes who's so attractive, yeah. it's like daunting looking at them. Terrifyingly so. He, he complimented the shirt that I was wearing too and I was mm. like holy crap, like, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, you look at me good bucks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's good. So what, Um, because the only reason I've ever had a shit opinion of um Charlotte is because she was a cunt at one point to me on Twitter for no reason. Oh, really? Yeah, she just attacked me out of the blue. Like, straight up out of the blue attacked me. And um, then I was just like, what are you doing? Like, this is not, like, healthy. You don't go around attacking people. And um, yeah. then she killed herself. So it was sort of like... Obviously, there was something wrong, but... Yeah, see, it, it bummed me out when I heard about her death because I had 
sort of had that one experience with her and I was like, oh, like it was a little bit close than just hearing about a random celebrity dying. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she definitely went about uh, social media in a way that I wouldn't. <laughs> I, If I was in that position, I wouldn't be calling everyone out. But, but I don't there's know. a heap of people that do it, man. Um, yeah. Sam Simmons, he's attacked me a few times. Really? <laughs> he, he would still be trying. I've muted him though and like he's blocked. So every now and then I just write a tweet saying like, you know, Sam Simmons is a shitty prop comic. <laughs> and then because he searches him. So he, he searches his name on Google or whatever. And so it's fantastic to know that he's out there getting angry right now. Dude, but, um, do, do you know who else is like that? Um, the the guy who hosts the new Spicks and Specs. I had a run in with him. Like, oh, last who's that? Uh, his name's Josh Earl or something, right? And okay. for the first time ever, I just sat down and watched it. It was on TV randomly one night. Mm-hmm. And I've made this tweet like, oh, first time watching New Speaks and Specs. This guy is really annoying. I think I saw that. I think yeah, I saw that yeah. Tweet. He, he found it. Did and he? And he like, like gave me snark about it. He was like, oh, sorry for reading the questions and the answers, dude. Oh, God. They've got, what are you doing? Like, honestly, like, who <laughs> I- are we? Who are we, honestly? Exactly. I am no one. I am. I'm, I'm trash. I'm still living in my dad's house. I like. live in my mum and dad's. It's the whole thing. It's like, just fucking who cares? And it's not even like when I had the Sam Simmons thing. Like, just then, you weren't like directly insulting the bloke. You were just like, okay, this new guy is like a bit weird. Yeah. And then the same thing with Sam Simmons. I was just like, um, I asked some guy on Twitter. He said he'd been attacked by Sam Simmons a few times um, online. And I was like, did he really do this? And then two weeks later... Out of the blue, Sam Simmons comes at me like throwing down insults. Holy he, shit. He Googled that. And there was nothing bad said about him, but he just decided, you know, to make a scene. To just mouth off at you. Yeah. Well, I looked at this guy, this Josh guy's account, like after he said it, and he his entire timeline was just him finding people talking shit about him oh, and God. him responding to it and asking what was wrong with him. And I was like, oh, oh that is that is not the way. Why invite that negativity in your life? Like a bunch of randoms on the internet. I know. Why search that, you know? <laughs> it's so bad. It's the same thing Charlotte Dawson did. Exactly. You but, know, surely you've got to realise that if you're being successful, you're going to have people who don't like you. Of course. Even if you've got a heap of Twitter followers. Like, I've got a mate exactly. with 9K Twitter followers, and if he RTs me sometimes, you should see the hate I receive. <laughs> and he's just got this hate all the time. Like, these people running after him all the time. And yeah. he just ignores it. Like, you're meant to. Yeah, exactly. It's the block button. It's too simple. You just press block, and yep. it's done. You block it, you mute it, you just ignore it. Because, like, who are these people? What exactly. do they mean? What, what, who are they? They're never, you're never going to meet them. It's the only impact they're going to have on your life is what you let them have. So Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So who else have you interviewed? Uh, who else have I interviewed? Uh, I interviewed one of those kids that won X Factor. No, no, he came second <laughs> in X Factor last year. Okay, I never um, watched that. What's the, is that like one of those um, top of the pop type things? Yeah, yeah, one of those Australian Idol sort of okay. um, talent shows so he had this big single out that was like number one so i got to talk to him about it it was weird because he was the same age as me but (laughs) going on this like weird press promo tour and meanwhile i'm just here like come straight from uni gonna go back home and play ps3 all night like (laughs) um yeah shit who else oh one weird experience and it only kind of half counts in my mind because it was very filtered through but i technically interviewed the kardashian sisters whoa really that's yeah that's big man they're fucking famous as i know it was very um 
Very far removed, though. I had to send an email with my questions to this Australian PR person who forwarded it to the American PR person oh, okay. who got the answers that were like then filtered back through to me, and I published it. So I never really interacted with them at all. But um, but someone read. Yeah. The, or do you reckon they all read the questions, or it was just all scripted? I could not say. I could could not say. They, the answers corresponded with what I asked, mm. but. Um, so what, what, yeah. what do they, yeah, what does there go? Was there anything interesting they were dropping or was it just, uh, it was very, like, it was very heavily regulated. It was strictly had to be about the fashion line they were promoting at like the uh, okay. fashion week or whatever. So I couldn't really just ask like, Hey man, yeah. how's Kanye doing? Could you like <laughs> get me a meet and greet or something? <laughs> oh, it'd um, be amazing to get a fucking meeting with Kanye. Holy shit. I would love it. I don't, I don't think he'd like me. I get the <laughs> idea that he probably wouldn't like me very much, but that's sort I of would... my feelings of Chappelle too. Like my biggest interview I could get would be Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and I have the feeling that as soon as he, he wouldn't like me, like why would he? I'm some fucking shitty white entitled yeah. cunt. Like there's, there's nothing there for him to like. And it's... I, I, I thought you said I thought you meant Chappelle Corby oh, for a no. minute there, and I was like, oh, what the fuck, man? Like... No, dude, I don't, have, I don't have TV, so just yeah, I'm like totally tuned out of whatever's happening in Australia at the time. Oh, I don't pay attention either, man. You're not missing much. No, I actually despise my fellow Australians. Like, it's fucking lately, like, real hard. Like, this morning, like, I couldn't just buy a fucking pie because their, their thing was down for the ATM. Like, not the ATM, like, oh, your pay wave. The pay yeah. wave's always down at this place. But then the FPOS was down. And so I go over to the bank, which is fucking forever away to get money out for it. Come back, and then there's some chicken there complaining that the ATMs weren't working. And I was telling I just got this money out of the ATM. And then, oh, I just went on from there. And it's just all inefficient. And I'm just rambling right now. But uh-huh. it's Australia. Like, it's just so inefficient. It's just, yeah, nah, I agree. That shit's so annoying. Oh, I can't handle Australia at the moment. It's doing me in. It's just, everyone's just a xenophobic cunt. And, like, it's all going to build up to the point where I'm going to have to leave, I think. <laughs> it's, it's weird. There's this weird push and pull between xenophobic cunts and those pious lefty cunts. Twitter as well. Yeah, it's funny, man. Um, it's actually funny. A lot of my friends on Twitter are from the right, but they've got more common sense than any of the people I actually see from the left. Like, yeah. Have you seen that Labour for Refugees thing? Uh, kind of. I mostly ignore those kinds of oh, things, though. They're all racist. I- like what yeah. they forgot like the, three months ago they were racist i know exactly like all these people expect labor to suddenly change before like onshore processing and humane treatment it's like dude like no they're not did you pay attention <laughs> to everything that gillard and rudd did on this issue oh it's so funny man they all just sit there blaming the other side just escalating the situation till there's no sense being spewed whatsoever it just frustrates me because nothing in politics or society really is ever complex or uh, ever simple, rather, and mm. black and white. And meanwhile, you've got all of these people who just reduce all these issues down to like really simple yes or no questions, and it's just not how it works. Yeah, well, like you were probably raised in South Park, like me, like where you understand yeah. that everything's grey. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the it's the only thing I've ever found. That's just always correct. <laughs> like, yeah, they just go after everyone indiscriminately. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, um, except lately it's been a little bit shit, unfortunately. I haven't really been keeping up with it lately. Mm. Well, fair. it hasn't been shit. It's just not what it used to be. Not as good. Yeah, oh, happens to everything. Don't even get me started on like the last 10 years of The Simpsons. Oh, fuck. What happened? I haven't watched it. I watched one episode like probably a year ago and it was sort of like this mix of South Park, Family Guy and like fucking... 
not even Simpsons really anymore. It like, just doesn't even hit the mark. Meanwhile, like, I can still watch, like, all those old episodes and Oh, up laugh. to season 11. It's fucking brilliant. Exactly. Exactly. They, they so were magic. Good. It was magic until around, yeah, to around Family Guy and that started getting more popularity. Yeah, and they just dumbed it down massively. Oh, really? I haven't really got... I haven't watched it in so long. I can't imagine how bad it is. But is yeah. it sort of like how Futurama, when it came back, was really shit? Yeah, kind of. I watched a bit of like the new Futurama and just couldn't get into it. But I really liked the first few seasons of it. Oh, it was so good that show. Like, it, there's so many good episodes. Have you seen like the '80s guy one? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about how does some company that could have healed his like bone disease, but he just he bought them out, sold all the assets, and made a cool <laughs> 100 million. <laughs> oh man, the oh. one that the one that always gets me though is um. When Fry's dog, that makes me so emotional Which every one's... time. Oh, what... When like Fry goes to like finds his old dog oh, from yeah. like a thousand years ago, and he's been like preserved, and they go to um fossilite like uh, reanimate him or whatever, and yeah. it doesn't like he decides not to because he's like, oh, my dog probably moved on from me anyway. And then it's just this montage of the dog oh, waiting right. there. <laughs> For like 10 years until he dies in the same spot, still waiting for him. And I was just like, oh, no. God, that show was good, man. It was really it was good. So There's some poignant episodes there, like some like really um, uh, um, like meaningful episodes, sort of like early Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there was um, also the Hypnotoad one, man. That just made me <laughs> fucking laugh. <laughs> the Hypnotoad. I don't even know what was so funny about that. It just comes on the screen with that like, crazy fucking acid shit behind it with that... <laughs> and it just start laughing, hey? Just that noise? Yeah. <laughs> I love that type of shit where you can't like explain why you're laughing. It's just... Yeah, it's just so absurd, and it's just like you're just laughing, like, what is happening here? Futurama <laughs> took full license with the full futuristic concept to just use that and abuse that. It was great. Yeah, it was brilliant. They even, you know, that like language that's in it? Like, there's like a, um, that weird, like, alien language they use in it? Yeah. That's a proper language. That's like, oh, um, like, like a proper linguistic language. Like, it's, you've got verbs and shit. Like, like it's, you can actually use it. developed it. Holy crap. Yeah. There's some real cool shit in cartoons, like some Easter egg thing that I read, I don't know, some Pract article a while back, and that was one of the things. But anyway, have you seen Morty and Rick? Or Rick no, and Morty, sorry? No, I'm not really familiar. Um, it's just about this alcoholic genius. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I love it already. Yeah, you should check that out, man, um, online. It's definitely worth watching. <laughs> but let's talk about um, Fresh 92.7. All right, let's go. So um, what do you do there mostly? Um... So basically what happens is, so it's this community radio station in Adelaide that plays a lot of um, like dance and electronic music and it's mainly catering for like young people Mm -hmm. um, in the city. So every Wednesday I have a three-hour presenting shift uh, in the afternoons where I basically basically just come on sort of between the music and just talk a little bit up and move on. Kind of like... um, do you listen to much? That is the end goal. Um, so I've done that. I help out with a lot of like behind the scenes programming kind of stuff, like clocks and with G Selector, all this weird radio technical shit that I had no idea even existed a year ago. Mm. Um, and just organizing stuff. Hey, and... Dude, we might have just lost a minute there. Sorry. Ah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, dude. I think just to the listeners, I've got this shitty fucking call recorder at the moment. So let's just refresh <laughs> that. It was fresh ninety two point seven. We're talking about. I yeah, think, I think we lost about 50 seconds. Oh, shit. Okay, so short version, 
community dance station at Adelaide. I present on Wednesdays in the afternoon and then on Thursdays I help out the content department. Awesome. So I write promos for scripts that get produced and turn into station, things like promoting stuff that we're doing. Um, I do a lot of like radio like clocks and G selector shit, which is What's that? all this it's all this crazy technical shit that I had no idea existed before I actually like got involved where um basically a clock is like the structure of the hour of radio and it tells you where different songs go and where the ads go and where the talk break should go and there's a there's a kind of a fine science between around getting it right mm-hmm. so you know it's kick off with a new song move into a massive song maybe okay. move to an older one mm-hmm. and you have all these like songs categorized into different playlists and you have to sort of fine-tune all of that so that's awesome i didn't know anything about that yeah neither did i it's been really fun to actually like get it right though and actually have real experience with that you know i don't think there's a whole lot of 20 21 year olds who can say that they have their own clocks that are actively (laughs) being used on a station but i kind of get to say that which is that's cool really quite crazy i don't really think about it very much Um, the the immensity of it but um you're not like a triple j style thing where they're just playing everything that's new no matter if it's shit like well, we like to think we're not playing shit. Uh, <laughs> but you know, with Triple J, like they just won't play anything that's old and good. Like not even three years old and good. It's just like always has to be new music, new music, and you know, it just does my head in. Yeah, uh, it's kind of you have to get a balance. You cannot play all new music, or else people just turn off because they're not interested. But people want to hear what's familiar to them. So, but we. It's kind of part of our mission and part of our sort of set thing to, you know, it's in the name, Fresh, where we want to push a lot of new music onto people. But at the same time, we want to sort of protect it by playing things that are familiar to people as well and that kind of thing. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of arguments that can be had um, about that. You know, all, all sorts of people argue about what Triple J should be playing. And to a lesser extent, we have it here because there's a lot of people who have a lot of feelings about our own station as well, to a lesser degree because we're just one community station in one state. But mm-hmm. those same kind of arguments do pop up. So it's, it's about getting the, getting the balance right, really. Yeah, like you're saying with the clocks. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and it doesn't help when people try and mess around with it themselves. We okay. uh, used to have people who would try and, um, like, presenters would go on and actually change the playlist themselves and put more older stuff in, which when you don't do it with the right level of thought actually makes it sound like crap. And people just think, well, I'm just listening to the dance music version of like mix. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I don't want this. Like, I get, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what's the, what's your favorite, like, um, EDM fucking artists? Uh, Dark Punk have always been the favorites for me, yeah, actually. Good. Like, um, dad, Solid raised, answer. dad raised me on them. Like what? I was literally listening to discovery when I was like, how cool is your like dad? Seven or eight. Yeah, dad's always been into house music and stuff. He's only like 42 this year, I think. Had oh, me when he was young. like had me when he was like 22 and like still goes out to clubs and stuff and still like <laughs> stays up to date with all his like sort of niche deep house stuff. It's That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's it's great. I you know, I grew up in a pretty like fun household. <laughs> Fuck, I'm jealous. I got raised on some good music. I can't say it's house, but I got raised on like all your classics. But um, yeah, what's the... So, who's second? It's hard to do that type of shit, but... Oh, that is a 
That is a tough question. Um, all I listen to these days is remixes, to be honest. Yeah. There's so many of them on this hype machine thing. Oh, yeah. I went through a hype machine phase a couple of years ago and there were just so many remixes just yeah. everywhere. I don't even know the name of artists anymore or songs. <laughs> yeah. It gets like that. You have to you have to put effort in to keep up to date with who's doing what. Oh, it's too hard. My, my iTunes library is like fucking huge. Like it's... Um, yeah, I was doing the same thing. I was hoarding for a while. It got really bad. Um, I had to clean the sh- my iTunes library back to zero. But yeah, I'm in a pretty good state at the moment with Hype Machine. Just don't know anything. Just leave it. Let <laughs> it okay. go. Whatever comes I, on, comes on. I just generally find I go through like hoarding phases. Like I'll just keep this buildup of crap in like any area of life. And then I'll suddenly just have to go on a massive cull, whether it's music yeah. or whether it's clothes or even like Facebook friends or like <laughs> people I'm following on Twitter. Yeah, it, It'll just get to the point where I'm like, there's so much like shit. I don't, I don't care about this. Yeah. I don't know these people. Mm. I did the same thing with my Facebook oh, numerous times before I deleted it. And I do it with Twitter every now and then, but my Twitter's pretty good. Like, I only follow like 300 people, so it's pretty Yeah, clean. I think I'm between three and 400. I could probably get rid of a few more people, but... I might even up it up. I was thinking the other day, because I want to crack 1,000 followers, and it's just not happening. It's been a long trip for like I've a year never now. really... I've never made a concerted effort to grow my followers. Oh, like, I think God. I'm sitting at 300 at the moment. I just... Every now and then I think like, oh, I wonder if I could get more followers, but I just don't have the persistence to keep up with that. I end up just falling back into like, I just use Twitter to completely spew crap that's like on my mind. I I really don't pay, yeah, I really just don't pay any effort to maintaining any kind of persona or anything. Even do I, that's why it's taken so long to get to (laughs) 1,000. It's so hard. Maybe one day I'll hit 1,000. I really really don't care though. (laughs) Oh, I do for some reason. I've got some weird (laughs) hang-up. But it's fucked because I'm like, I'm pretty honest with my Twitter. And for a while there, I was like, you know, I've got different insults for different people and I could tell all the politically correct were getting angry and because I'd get them yeah. all following me than quitting but at the end of the day I was like fuck those people like, I don't want yeah. them here anyway exactly I followed a whole bunch of, uh, unfollowed rather a whole bunch of politically correct fuckwits on my timeline because I just didn't care about the things they kept filling up my Twitter with yeah it gets bad like, though. They just, every little thing that comes up, you see this big shitstorm about it. Like, mm. oh, this politician said this. And, oh, this person did this. And I just, I like don't That I Bob Carr thing was doing my head in. I said, I do not care <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, yeah, I read one article about that and laughed at the ridiculous shit he said. And then I moved on. I didn't even read it. I just thought, like, who cares? The guy's yeah. not even minister anymore. Just fucking move on. Just Most of the... Most of the stuff I saw about Bob Carr was from people making jokes about it, though, mm. which... <laughs> That's everything I saw was just about his ego. But he's a, he's a leader. What do they yeah, expect? He's, he was a premier. Of course he's got a towering ego, you know? Like, what's that? There's a quote for it on... um On... What's it called? Fucking Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hang on. I'll look this up. <laughs> um, about leaders... And how the people that get there are never actually, like, suitable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Anyone that wants to be leader is the person least suited. No, the person who actually is able to become the president of the universe is the person who's <laughs> least suitable for it. Yeah, no shit. It's, like, funny. I heard a comedian say, because the thing with Obama was really strange, how he changed, like, so much from, you know, the days when he was in Chicago till then, when he got yeah. the president. And it's this funny thing. I think it's, like, um, maybe Bill Hicks, he says... Um, they take you into a room when you become president and show you the other angle of Kennedy being shot. 
<laughs> just basically <laughs> tell you to buck up, like do what we tell you. Shit. It makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, there's just so much pressure on you from all these different sides. Like I can't imagine how frustrating it would be because I am quite bad at taking instructions from other people after a certain point. Like mm. I'll, I'll work with people, but when I ha- get pushed into doing things I don't want to do, I can't keep it up. Like I can't act like I'm into it. So I would, I would be so bad as a prime minister or a president or something. Oh, I'd be the worst, man. It'd be like two weeks till I put in a euthani- euthanasia program for boomers. <laughs> Literally. Actually, it wouldn't be two weeks. I'd probably come in and the day that pins on my fucking chest or whatever it is they do, I'd be straight out there to do it. I'd just, I'd, I'd get booted so quickly because I'd get up in Parliament and I'd call everyone a cunt. Yeah, same. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> I'd, I'd they like, act like proper listen cunts, up, you though. Listen they, up, you fuckwits. They I will... do act like that. <laughs> Have you? St- I've, I've only watched it once, and I was shocked. Ah, uh, it's it's ridiculous. Like we all got that kind of behaviour hammered out of us in year five, man. Mm. And then all and- oh, the all the people I was in Centrelink yesterday, and it was the same situation. Like all the people <laughs> on the job seeker phones, and all the people on the computers. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious, man! It's they've all gone to the same school, so it's just like a big catch up for them. And, um, <laughs> okay, it's all good. They're all just sitting around, man, on the phone, like. Just you can tell they're hardly listening to whatever the person's saying on the other end, and just all having like, oh, what's he doing? Hey, oh yeah, he's been doing. Oh, he's over there working with uh, yeah, yeah, like, and it's, oh, it makes me feel sick. <laughs> See, if I was prime minister, I honestly like, I'm all for like, I know you have to give money to like people who are really poor because you're saving a problem later on from them going out stealing and murdering people. But the people yeah. I saw yesterday, man, I would have no problem having them put down. <laughs> Honestly, it was disgusting. The way the staff were treated too. There's this poor woman who's like the little chick at the front who like yeah. you go and line up and she tells you where to sit. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in the little cool section because I'm like doing student type shit and yeah. like other stuff of being bipolar. And then there's all the people that are just going to be on the dole for the rest of their lives in the other section. And then I had they've somehow faced all the chairs there to look at all the people on the computers and the phones, like searching for jobs. <laughs> So you just had no choice but to watch. Oh, I just watched. They need to do a reality show, though. It's amazing. Like, all the chicks coming in pregnant from there having their cigarette outside and then coming straight in and, like, they sit on the computer, oh, put their man. legs up and they start banging the computer and they think it's like school. Yeah, just... Oh. They think it's like, oh, I just got to go here, get this done, like, show up and then I'm all good. Like, you fucking idiots. You do understand this is your life. Like, this isn't, exactly. like, some video game. Like, oh, anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Do you have to go yeah. in there at all? Uh, once or twice. I try to avoid it as much as possible. I, I totally am a doll budger at the moment while I'm being a student. Um, no, but that's acceptable because you are, yeah. like, you're putting your effort into other things as well, like you volunteer. and. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I try and do it all online or if I have to make a phone call, I'll set aside the two and a half hours <laughs> necessary to speak to someone for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, to get for the bureaucrat, like. Robot. <laughs> Just to get through the fucking whole music. Yeah, I know it's Constantly. bad. I've it's got that like ingrained so in my head somewhere. Oh, I've got it in my head now. Oh god, it's bad. They should make students like they shouldn't have to be where all the other people are. They should give them their own fucking Centrelink. Just, all right, line for students, line for single parents, line for these, line but for that. But not even a line. Like just a whole different building. 
Because it doesn't, it's not fair at all. All the people I saw walk in that were normal, you could tell they were students, like straight yeah. away. Like, she's dressed way too normal to be here. <laughs> and then, you know, I'd get like these Darrow's sitting down next to me with hot pants and eye boots and shit. Oh, it makes me There's sick. Just- there needs to be, like, a scanning process where somehow they can tell whether you're going to be a really quick thing to solve or whether you're going to cause a scene and take ages and then just filter it that way because there are so many um, people that go to Centrelink. Like, I've never gone to Centrelink to see someone and had a t- the actual appointment take more than three minutes. Yeah. You know? That's it. Same for me. And then you get all these people, like this woman yesterday who's obviously fucked in the head. I. To be honest, I couldn't work out if she maybe was retarded, so I wasn't sure if I should be judging her. But she wasn't retarded. She's just a fuckwit. And <laughs> she kept sending her, like, shitty fucking alcoholic syndrome kid, what are the, whatever that thing's called, fetal syndrome, um, up yeah. to ask the lady who's dealing with every Darrow there, like, up to ask her mum, when's my mum's appointment? She's been waiting forever. And then... Oh, what? Yeah, and I, just, I was just giving this kid the dirtiest looks, this ugly little fucking ranger. And then... She, <laughs> She gets up to the... She finally gets up up to the desk and sits there reading out how much she's going to get, but like super loud, like so loud you could hear every little payment she's getting. And oh. that's when I worked out she wasn't disabled by how much she was getting. And um, <laughs> she's sitting there like just screaming out these numbers going like, 300? Like that, 342 cents. And the poor lady behind the desk, like, oh. These are all things she could have checked on her phone. Yeah. She had an iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Like, the internet. Come on. Oh, and they know a- how to use it. Exactly. They just like wasting everyone's time. Anyway, oh. sorry, dude. I've, I've raved enough. Um, <laughs> let's move on like, back to the guest. about Centrelink for a while? <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's, it's built up. Pent up feelings. Pent up anger. It's all right. I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> Plus, where I live, you know, it's just a shithole. But what can you do? <laughs> um, except for move to the capital city like everyone else. Well, yeah. <laughs> but how's Adelaide? Is it good? I, I like Adelaide. I like Adelaide a lot. Um, it's it's a very small and quiet version of Melbourne, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that's how I would best describe it. It's a really, yeah, really small version of Melbourne and there's no one there. Okay. Because um, <laughs> well, uh, I was like, I remember once I went to Melbourne week. And fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, sorry, dude. I think we just may have lost. Sorry, dude. It's so hard to keep an eye on this. I switched That's for like okay, two seconds. Man. That's okay. Um, sorry, listeners as well. If this thing's skipping, it's because um, I'm too poor to afford a real recorder. But anyway, back to Adelaide. <laughs> There's a little bit... So it's a smaller Melbourne. Yeah, that's that's how I would describe it. A really small and really quiet Melbourne. It's um, There's a weird tension in Adelaide at the moment, where there's quite a strong push from within to make it a more happening place and to get more things happening. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of resistance from people who are mostly boomers in the council and oh, in the government. It's the just, same thing here. Just oh. cannot, like, actually... Handle change. Grasp, handle change and grasp change properly because, you know, we had, like, the state bank collapse or whatever in the 90s and that just, like, left us in debt for ages and we finally cleared it. And so now we're getting to the stage where we're putting up a lot of new buildings and there's, like, festivals happening and stuff. Like, Adelaide in March is amazing. It's There's so much going on. There's the Fringe Festival, the Adelaide Arts Festival. There's the Clipsal 500 races. You get, like, WOMAD and you get Future Music Festival and you get all all this stuff like in the space of about a month and then for the rest of the year it just goes back to being like really quiet <laughs> it's um, it's strange how many good comedians they get there for the fringe it's huge there's so many massive comedians i saw dave hughes so many times just wandering around 
Really? Yeah, well, he's yeah. a bit of a pest, I guess, so everyone... <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to hang out with him, so he's just wondering. <laughs> just hanging around with his beard. Yeah. He's, the, he's, the, he's the one like, eh, like that guy, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no. Yeah, yeah there's, there's quite a lot of... Um, what, you didn't have that douchebag Charlie Pickering there, did you? I think we might have had him. He would have been there. I can't remember. I think I heard about him. We always get Will Anderson. Yeah, he's cool. I know, he's I one know of the only cool get... ones. Yeah, he's he seems cool. I've never met him before. Um, <laughs> yeah, we always get your mate Sam Simmons. Oh, of course. We, we always get him. Yeah, he's a <laughs> fucking hipster. I hate those hipster comedians so much. I don't mind hipsters, man. Like, but I hate the hipster comedians because they're politically correct. Uh, politically, sorry, politically. I can't say it. Um, politically correct. correct. Yeah, there we go. To yes. the point, <laughs> you know, when it just skips, like your brain just can't get over it. Um, they're just fuckwits. Like we go to some of the comedy clubs in Sydney, and it's it's horrendous. Like um, no one wants to laugh at anything that's actually funny, and then they use this like type of excuse of um, you know, like oh that's not funny because there's a type of race involved in that. And I was like, race is funny. There's plenty of things to laugh at. Like this, obviously, if you're there just shit bagging someone like a bigoted idiot, then yeah, it's not funny at all. But if you know, there's I can't like really describe it. You have to listen to people like um, Doug Stanhope or Irish Shafir, like those type of comedians. And yeah, yeah. the way they do it, like where they make fun of Armenian taxi drivers and things like that, like it's just funny. I'm I'm much more comfortable with people who are of other races when they make like jokes about their own race. Yeah. Not mainly because they avoid the real cliched shit. I don't laugh when like a lot of racist jokes to me often go on about the same shit and the same stereotypes. Like, I, you know, it's funny when you explore different angles on shit and usually it's, like, people who are actually of that race who can point out mm, um, for sure. shit that actually, like, actually happens but that we don't hear about very much. And it's funny. Like, I've got this one friend who is um, Sudanese and occasionally she likes, like, an African meme or something on Facebook. And some of them just strike me as really funny because they're, like, just talking about the way that, like, these families work. And, like, it's not, like, offensive or anything. But it's, just it's funny. Just, it's, it's funny and it's not something that ever gets explored as opposed to just, like, the typical, like, representations of that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not talking about, like, oh, how's all these, like, um, Asians? Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Nothing How's like these that. Indians driving our cabs? Like, yeah. oh, you're going to make that joke again. Fuck like, off. It's like any, it's sort of what you're saying just then sort of applies to all of com- um, comedy in my opinion. Like, Oh, yeah, completely. It has to be a different take on something. It has to be, yeah. you know, uh, something unique to you. It applies to radio as well. Um, when I have to think of like shit to talk about when I get on the air, you know, mm-hmm. you have to think of something that's, not a real cliched obvious thing like there's only so many times you can talk about the same shit mm, of course yeah yeah i had to stop talking about racism on this podcast but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's too much too many episodes during like the whole election and all that oh oh dear but yeah you know like australian com- comedy in my opinion is just fucked there's nothing happening there's um just from what i've seen this is like at open mics so Take it for yeah. what you will. But obviously, there's heaps happening in Melbourne. Shit, don't do that. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, don't man. That. Reading out of your phone while on the stage. Dude, I think I just skipped another 10 seconds off this. Fucking hell. <laughs> it doesn't warn you. It just goes. And then, like, I don't know. Ugh. Ends? That's fucked. Anyway, but so back to Adelaide. You guys yeah. have... um. It's so... Basically, it was... The people have willed all this stuff into creation. Because they've it's, wanted the place to change. 
there's some people who want it to change and some people who don't, and there's constant arguments about how to change it. Oh, whenever, whenever anything remotely small happens, you see a whole bunch of articles and comment pieces and opinions about it, and it mm. just gets exhausting. Like, we can't change anything. People without are just bored, a- are they? Well, yeah, like Adelaide didn't change for a very long time. And then uh, like there were people with good ideas who were like, hey, let's actually like change shit. And so they'd start throwing cool like events and making these cool bars and cafes and stuff and um, really like starting to bring the place to life. And to some extent, there's support for it. Like our current Lord Mayor is a really cool guy and he's really behind this kind of stuff. But there's just also a lot of like real negative stuff. One example that really gets me is the fact that we're finally updating our big main mall in the CBD for the first time in ages. We're like repaving it and clearing all this shit out the way. And I think it looks decent. It's not a huge change. It's just like freshening it up because that's been touched in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there's all these arguments about it, like, oh, you got rid of all the old trees and blah, blah, blah. And I don't like the way it looks. And oh, fuck off. They're just bored, man. Those people that complain. Exactly. They, they need something. Bored. They need a fucking euthanasia project. <laughs> it always comes back to euthanasia. It does, <laughs> man. How else are we going to get rid of this? You can't just move them all to one spot because then they just fuck everyone over there. Just, we need, going back to Futurama, we need that rule where once people become a certain age, they just get, like, abducted and taken somewhere. Yeah, you're full on there. (laughs) What's the point of, like, I, all right, take the doctors last week when I was at the doctors because I had kidney stones. Um, There's this fucking, like, four or five old people that get rushed in before me because they've had a fall, right? The people that bring them in were my nan's age. So these were their mum and dads, the people that were bringing them in. Okay. So these people are like a hundred, like fucking super old. Yeah. All they, they've, you know, they've tried to make breakfast and they've had a fall because their body doesn't work. What Shit. is the point of having like these people around? I sat there for another two hours because of all these old people coming in. And this might sound incredibly selfish to all of you and it is, but <laughs> it's fucking the truth. It doesn't make sense. Like our whole day was spent in a doctor's surgery because we're rescuing these old people who are just going to fall the next week and do the same thing. <laughs> and they don't pay a cent they just walk out oh man it's oh, i mean i agree i don't think anyone should be paying a cent really i like our health care no system. i like that but um, at what point though do we think like okay when these people aren't really doing anything except hurting themselves and they can't even yeah. remember yesterday like this one old bloke couldn't even get off his up off his chair to get into the doctor's room they had to help him like three or four people and they all like what gets me is that a lot of them are really reluctant to accept help which i mean I get, but I still think it's really stupid. Like, uh, well, it's just it's just a pride thing and a dignity thing. But they're you know, there just, in the head, man. Hell, it's cool. They're there in the head. Like, I, I've met some old, really old people, like hundred year old people who are smart. Like, really, like they've got more going on in their head than I do. Yeah, but undoubtedly. Then there's the other fucking nine out of ten of them that just have no clue what day it is. <laughs> because I used to work in a distillery, so we'd have them all come through for to- like tours, like all the old people. Yeah, and they they didn't know what was happening. Like some of them, they were like you could smell them from a mile away. It was just they'd uh, all pooed their pants. Uh, it was horrible. And this is where I live, where like I was writing tweets about it last night. We've got like four point five percent above like the New South Wales average for old people in any area. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, we've got old people everywhere, 
And then even today, they're a danger, man. Like even today, driving just there was probably four or five accidents I saw that caused by boomers and people that are older than that age group. Yeah, that's what gets me. Like, don't drive if you can't drive. Fuck. But then you know, but then the poor cunts can't get anywhere because there's no public transport here because we've got a shit fucking local government. Oh really? Shit. And okay. then I can't expect them to afford a taxi every time because it's just another like ridiculous fee. So it's like, what can you do? What are they doing? Are they yeah. happy? And then they, what, what's the deal? We're going to keep them alive so at Christmas that the family can ignore them. <sighs> yeah, shit. Hey, I'm, this isn't an issue I've really thought about, actually. Um, and what, what point do you say, okay, because people are living so long now. Like, we've never had people living this long before yeah. in our history. And it's just going to keep escalating and escalating until there's like two of us are working for every seven of them. And it doesn't help that all the young people leave, so it just, like, makes the ratio even worse. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, Adela- Adelaide's got quite a bad problem with that. Like, there's there's no jobs here for young people. God, I'm probably I swear gonna, they're living in the same fucking area. <laughs> just, like, it, like, just an Adelaide clone over there. Yeah, um, yeah there's just, there's, there's, if I can get a job here when I graduate, I'll stay, sure, but I'm pretty much okay like i've accepted the fact that i'm probably gonna have to move to melbourne or sydney to actually well, I'm gonna have to too, get yeah. a job because there's just nothing there's nothing here dude there's no jobs like um one of my best mates he searched for months like six months solid searching applied for like started applying for jobs in sydney gets one as a plumbing manager like a plumbing store manager and he's got okay. no experience in that field at all Shit. but because he's not actually a retard it's easy for him to get a job Whereas yeah. here, there's just so many, like, fucking boomers and shit applying for the jobs. It's so hard to get in. And then, all right, take my girlfriend's younger sister. She's, like, really pretty, smart, and, like, like super attractive. And um, yeah. should be able to get a job anyway, right? She can't yeah. find a job. Been looking for months. There's just yeah, nothing the, there. Yeah, the jobs just don't exist. They like, don't exist. Everywhere, everywhere's cutting jobs. And mm, automation. There aren't, enough, there aren't enough, like, new jobs rising up for it. Yeah, especially because I want to get into something sort of media or journalism related. Ooh. You know, Adelaide <laughs> you really. Start for yourself, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, make your own podcast or something because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. Shit's yeah, there's, the this, there's very little, there's not much of an industry here. So. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, fuck, we've got a lot of the same problems where we live for sure. Yeah. I've, I've still got two more years of uni left, though, so I don't have to. You have to worry. Worry about it, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, lucky bastard. <laughs> I'm so, just I'm just putting off thinking about it. <laughs> Procrastinating it. What um what do you do at uni? Uh so I study a double degree, one's a law degree and one's a media degree. Yeah, that's heavy. Like what's the um isn't law law's like hard, hey, because I have some friends who've done it and the textbooks were just It's it's intense, but it's also like um I don't know if it necessarily works this way for every law um degree in every uni, but at my uni it's very autonomous. Uh, there aren't many assignments. There's just a massive fucking exam at the end and a whole bunch of shit that you're meant to read and study. Mm, so so year 12. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Well, with year 12, there was a constant stream of stuff to keep you busy. With law, you can kind of just bum around and, like, not do much and just barely get by until, like, a week before the exam and you go, shit, I don't know anything. Oh, that's true. So... Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird, weird basket. Um, media by contrast is basically like, you know, it's, it's an arts degree basically in its structure and in its nature. It just doesn't have the word arts in the title. So it's, it's a lot easier 
Mm, interesting. So it's like communications. Yeah, basically. It's it's like because my uni doesn't have a journalism degree or anything. So okay. this oh, was it's like, like a the, journalism type one. Kind of journalism, communications. It touches on PR. Like it's it's a much broader sort of version of that. Okay. Um, yeah, they've really. I'm annoyed because they made it a lot better about two years after I'd already started it, and so people starting now can actually do all these specialized majors in marketing or journalism or all this other stuff and actually get a much more like defined degree. Whereas I came in when it was still just quite a general thing. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, bastards. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's the kind of thing where you need work experience to make it better. So Yeah, of course, like anything. Yeah. Well, Which look, is what I'm trying to work towards. <laughs> this is how it's going to go in the future, I think, because a lot of companies are realizing this now. Um, there's a company that my mate, like, helps run a hotel chain, a hotel group, like, but pubs and shit in Sydney. Oh, yeah. And so it's, like, the largest one in Sydney um, besides that dickhead Hems, but he always goes into receivership and stuff. But anyway, yeah. I'm digressing. This, um <laughs> This company he works for have this way of hiring people where they don't care if you have no experience, like on at a bar or anything to do with pokies, anything. They don't care. Like obviously they need people experience in accounting and specialized things like you were just saying. But yeah. they'll hire you based on your character. They don't, oh, dude, I need that. <laughs> well, that's what's gonna go, man, because it's the only way it can. Now they're working that you know they're working out that there's just all these lazy fucking entitled Australians that just lays from one job to the next and get comfortable. Yeah. And whereas if you can hire someone with um, that type of, I don't know how to say it. If you hire someone with, you know, that can easily learn the skills and has a personality to actually like realize there's value in the job. So yeah. I don't know, I'm not explaining this well. No, no, I get what you mean. If more people hired like that now, I would You'd have a job. be in a much better position. I would have a job. <laughs> it's, that, it's the same thing, man. Like these companies are slowly waking up to it. And, you know, obviously you need, like, this, some jobs. That, like, you can't just walk into a doctor surgery and just start. Yeah, like, and be a GP, you know. <laughs> yeah. But there's, you know, for plenty of other jobs, you can just pick it up pretty easy. Because usually what I found with uni degrees is you go there, you learn all the shit. Then when you get to the job, you have to learn it all again. Yeah, exactly. And, like, you everyone know? I know that's done uni, they just, they don't remember a thing for those four years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the law degree is bad for it. Like you learn about all these different areas of law. You're only like really going to like practice in one area mm-hmm. and you only know half the picture. Like, you know, the basics, like the foundation sort of theory behind it, but you don't actually know how to argue a case, how to like go about the actual day-to-day work of being a lawyer. Yeah. You pick that up on the job. Yeah, exactly. So what do you think they're like trying to teach you like ethics or something? Well, it's just teaching you, like, about the basic rules. Like, you know, so you know what's illegal. You know what murder and manslaughter, like, the difference between that is. Um, I'm studying criminal law, so I'm using that as an example. And you, like, learn about the different types of assault, different types of sexual offences. So you learn that side of things, but you don't actually, like, really learn about how a case goes to trial, the day-to-day stuff of, like, filing things and Mm. defending clients and representing them. Um, You only really learn half the picture. You sort of, you know the ideas, but you don't know the actual practical, like, execution of it. Yeah. Which, yeah, is a bit of a problem. And I think unis are slowly moving more towards incorporating that into it. I think unis are waking up and realizing, oh, shit, we should maybe actually teach more relevant <laughs> things. Well, you'd think there'd be like a traineeship that you do during it. There's there's a um, six-month like program po- that you 
have to do before you can practice, like post the degree, but it's completely separate. Yeah, see, it's that's like a, ridiculous. They just wasted six months of everyone's time. Exactly, when it could be... And actually, there is one uni in South Australia that does incorporate it into the actual degree, but it's so far away from where I live. No, and the no. standard of education, I thought, was about the same, if not quite as good as the one that I'm going to. That's a very contentious thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I've done a... Like, well, I haven't ever finished a uni course, but I've like started heaps. <laughs> the thing is, I'll go in and I'll be happy to like learn it, but it's you reach that point where you just hate everyone there. Oh, I do anyway. It's just so many fuckwits at uni. Like, there's just more so and more. I'm getting quite jaded. I'm quite it's, jaded with it's everyone. It's cool when you just like meet. A few, like, I've made some really good friends there. I have to say, like, some awesome yeah. people. But it seems to be that you'll meet. Like, a few people that are awesome and then the rest are just giant fuckwits with too many opinions. Oh, completely so. Completely so. And they're it's... so proud to go to uni. So proud. Like, that pride thing's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I find it more in the law degree than I do the media degree. There's a lot of people who are really concerned with status. Oh. They care so much about what private school you went to and where you're going to get a job and whether you have like important family connections and stuff and it's like fuck off yeah but look the world's fuck gonna right fucking off. end in 20 years <laughs> who cares <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking i don't know man these people are all fucked in the head well i'm fucked in the head so i can't really judge but yeah oh we all are just yeah. in different ways <laughs> some of us more than others well you know what i saw yeah in, in centrelink was just too much yesterday it really shocked me but um those people have no hope there was no hope there. And then you've got like your status type folk who were just um, on a different level of being cunts. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. They have no hope in a different way. Yeah, it's different, hey? Like, yeah. I just I, I hate fucking, this is what I actually hate. I hate dumb people that pretend to be smart. Because I'm dumb, right? But I can at least admit it. Like, yeah. So if I'm wrong in a conversation, I'll say, okay, I'm wrong. But this is how I feel because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I'm really. Um... I try to be quite careful to not actually speak up too much unless I'm very sure I know what I'm talking about. Like, oh. I'm happy to sort of discuss things, but I won't actually fire up and say, I'm right, unless I know that I'm right. And that's yeah. not that often, I don't think. <laughs> there are only a few things that I know a lot about. I'm very happy for someone to, like... Take the lead and teach me something. Yeah, to, to teach me something about something that I don't know anything about, you know? I, I'm all about economics, for example, but I have friends who know a lot about it and I'm really happy to let them maybe tell me something that I thought that was wrong, you know? Mm. Well, look, there's, there was a, I had a host on this podcast and he was dumb, right? Super <laughs> dumb. Like proper dumb, like a disabled dumb. And oh, shit. The thing is, he, will ne- he thinks he's smart. He like goes about his day as if he's like a smart person. Like, he, like the, the decisions he make aren't that of someone who's like legally retarded, and um, like he thinks global warming right is a scam, like it's all made up. Oh, and, no. I'm like, and I'm like, oh, look, I'm I'm not a scientist, okay? I don't know shit about it, but either are you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not a scientist, but I'm going to agree with the overwhelming majority of scientists who have said this. And it's the same thing with anti-vaxxers. Yes. Yes, thank the you. The exact same thing. I, I had watched this argument last night. Yes, uh, I, I watched an argument on Facebook like a day or two ago, and I, I declined to get involved because I just did not have the energy to deal with these fuckwits. It's too much. It's but like, oh. 
all these people who said like, oh, I didn't get vaccinated and I haven't caught oh. like whooping cough. One girl actually said like, oh, I know like a kid who got whooping cough. It didn't sound that bad. Oh my god, that's serious. Like, like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, that's no, no. They don't understand anything, do they? It's nah. like, it's, it comes back to um, being dumb and thinking you're smart because that's all these that's- anti-vaxxers are. And it's like, you think that your conception of like... Reality common, is... Reality and common is sense true. is correct. When, you know, there are people who actually know about these things, who are saying things that we should probably listen to. Yeah. And this is the thing, like, you can get in that argument about, you know, um, you know, logical fallacies as the government represents, like, you know, a, a collusion between government and industry to do all that type of shit. Yeah. But it's bullshit. It doesn't matter. Just look at the stats. Like, yeah. And it doesn't matter about, um, like, my mate um, Mike, right, on Twitter, he's a really smart dude, and he's got the idea where he will um, he will not have a, an opinion on something unless he reads into it himself and gets to understand it, which is really good. Yeah, I kind of try to do that as well. Mm-hmm. I, but I try. <laughs> at the end of the day, no one has that amount of time. Exactly. And so at some point, you have to defer your opinion to the experts. Yeah. And but these people, like the guy I was talking about before, the climate skeptic and all the other shit he talks about, um, he's just just on another planet, man. Like he thinks that he knows what's going on. Like he's got the right idea, and that yeah. all these scientists are wrong. They're all. It's all just a big collusion of fucking shit. Anyway, uh, it's the anti-vaxxers, man. They're they're in a league of their own. Of they are they are ridiculous because they're actually hurting people. They're like, like they're killing people. Exactly. Like there are, there's like, you know, you need to preserve the herd. You can't just yeah, let... herd immunity. Yeah, exactly. You can't just not vaccinate and then expect to like let your kid interact with all these other kids and risk them, you know? And then and then their argument is, oh, but if they're vaccinated, it shouldn't matter. And it's like, oh, what, what a lazy cunt. Take your fucking kid to the doctor, you piece of shit. Just do it. They're not going to... Get autism. They're not... Yeah, if, if your child has autism, your child has autism and mm. the vaccination didn't spontaneously bring that on. Even if your child does get autism, wouldn't it be better if they weren't dead and had autism? Exactly. Like, it's not... It's, autism isn't... Uh, I mean, it comes in varying degrees, but like, ideally, like, it shouldn't be a bad thing. It's just... Well, I know some dudes have it bad. Like, it's really but, difficult and shit, but it's still better than having a dead kid. Exactly. Well, I don't know. I'm probably not going to breed, but <laughs> there's just too many fucking idiots out there, man. And there's yeah. not going to be any jobs. Imagine when you're like, we have a kid. How, how the fuck are they going to get a job? It's like bad uh, now. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Thinking about the future terrifies me. <laughs> That's scary, man. I was explaining to my girlfriend about automation, how it's meant to take over in like 15 years. And she was like, well, everyone's just going to have to buy a robot and send that to work. And it will be like how yeah. well you look after your robot is like how much money you get. I was like, yeah, oh. exactly. Like, that's a good like, idea. That's, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> My girlfriend's funny. I want a robot, man. <laughs> yeah, same. She's oh, like, man. Oh. I wonder if you could like customize them so they could fight each other. Yeah, now we're talking. Like robot fights. Robot wars. Yes. <laughs> I was in fair few so movies on that. Robots. Yeah, there's, there's many. <laughs> there was one You're with right. that Australian bloke, I'm pretty sure. Transformers. Oh, yeah, one. there you go. Shit. <laughs> Did you see the other one, though, when the guy, um, the, the fucking Australian dude, Wolverine, has one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget what that was called. It was shit. <laughs> we should wrap it up in, in a few minutes because it's just about an hour. But, all um, good. All good. Thanks for coming that on was- and enlightening us about Adelaide. It was good fun.
Uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. I didn't really think I had anything of note to talk about, but we've managed to fill an hour, so. Dude, it's not like, yeah, <laughs> fuck, this is what I say to everyone who comes on. I'm like, just talk. It's just a conversation. Oh, exactly. Uh, it was a good It was a good hour. I had fun, man. Thanks for <laughs> bringing me on. I get some people that come on and they'll treat like a, a radio show. That's yeah, like, I, I had to like tell myself not to do that because of, because, you know, I, fuck, I work in radio. Yeah, that's true. Good. You did well then, yeah. There was that sense of like, oh, part of me really wants to like watch what I say. And then I was just like, oh, fuck it. Fuck it, man. I'm just having a conversation with someone. Yep, that's it. <laughs> and people that actually get offended, like, you'll never meet them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. Anyway, what's your Twitter <laughs> handle, man, so people can find you? Uh, ZaneJD, all one word. All right, so, awesome. You got a yeah. blog or anything? You still got your Tumblr? Uh, yeah, that's linked to my profile, but I don't update it a whole lot. Just just follow my Twitter, really. That's the main thing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Do you use Facebook and all that shit still? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got a Facebook as well. Yeah, um, you still into that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all my friends are on it, so it's just an easy way to keep it up to date. But I am kind of careful with who I have on that, so I don't fill it up with cunts. No way, yeah. <laughs> That's when things go bad, as we already said. Anyway. Uh-huh. Thanks, dude. We'll talk to you soon. No worries. Thanks for having me, man. Have a good day, man. See ya. Cheers.